It's time for Let's Get Real with your host from Bob Richards and Associates, Bob Richards. Bob. Michael, here we are again. We are here again. And I have to say, thank you for wearing your Gucci shirt again. You're very welcome. I promised I would. Back by popular demand. We were getting letters, fan mail, we were. calls. Please tell Bob to wear that wear Gucci shirt. Abundance of of yeah yeah yeah. In fact, I still I, haven't got through. I it got all. an email here from a famous movie star. Yeah, this is dear Michael. Tell Bob to wear that Gucci shirt again, and you know what it's signed? No, famous movie star. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's all I know. That could mean anybody. Yeah, I can't make this stuff up. No, I mean, you can't. I mean, it's right there. It's right there. It's, can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Well, I understand that you have got something really um, important to talk about, about the local real estate market that I think is going to help a lot of people understand something uh, that I think a lot of people can benefit from, both buyers and sellers. And that has to do with contingency purchases and sales. And for me, it's hard to say that word contingency without, you know, having an aneurysm or something. Yeah. <laughs> I'll try it again. I can't do it. <laughs> no, it, too many syllables. I'm limited to twice a day. Yeah, yeah, I burned works. it up. Yeah, yeah, you have. So what, what does that mean? What the heck is a contingency? contingency that word sale. I can't say. Yes, yeah. yes. No, you're good. You're good. Um, there, there's two kinds, Michael. There's a, a seller contingency and there's a buyer contingency. Try to explain a little bit of the details of both. A, a general contingency would be something that a uh, buyer would insert into a purchase contract with a seller. And that contract or that addendum uh, contingency, typically the most of them are subject to sale of the buyer's residence contingency, meaning that there's a domino that needs to fall before the buyer's home can close, thus then making that buyer able to close on the seller's home. So it's kind of a two-step process. And, and what's difficult with that is, is it's the buyer's buyer that you're not quite sure what's going to happen. Are they in play? Are they, do they have a contingency? Um, what, uh, what other conditions are there in the offer? A home inspection, mold inspection, meth test, what, whatever else it might be. What is it that's causing besides that one addendum that is uh, the subject to uh, them acquiring that new residence? So now you have a seller, and and let's get real, Michael. These these contracts unfortunately are very buyer friendly. Uh, they're not so much on the seller side, uh, both for rentals and also mm. for ownership. Uh, so as a seller, you can be handcuffed from being able to market your home and take another offer from another buyer. So if you've accepted an offer with a contingency of sale and then Billy Bob and Sally come a few days later and they wish to make an offer, no contingencies, home inspection and no close. Well, guess what the seller has to do? They can't do anything. They have to wait wow. and wait and wait because the offer that they've accepted has that contingency and they agreed to take their home off the market. They agreed to not show it to any other parties. And if they did show it and accepted another offer, they would have to be in a backup buyer position. You couldn't pull the rug out from the initial buyer that had this conditions contingency of sale. So 
that's a, a real negative because if the seller's trying to move on and, and they can't because they're waiting for something else to happen, they're 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 paralyzed. They they can't move forward with what their goals and what's what their plans are. So that's really an unfortunate thing. Those are the two main things. Now sometimes there's a contingency with a Oh, an investment that needs to uh, mature. Maybe it's a job transfer that needs to be secured with a contract in place. Uh, one of the things that it does affect the buyer is they don't have much leverage. Hmm. You, you, you've got something that is uh, a possibility maybe of a sale of a home that then allows them to buy the seller's home, but it's all a maybe. And so the seller's like, you know what? I, I can't come down on price because I don't even know when you're going to close. Uh, and there has to be some limitations with that contract as to when that contract finally is, we're done. We're, we're, we're null, void, you go your way. I'm going to try and find Sa uh, Billy Bob and Sally and see if they still want to buy my house. Uh, so there's some negatives with regards to that for the buyer. They, they, they lose their leverage in, in, in purchasing. Hmm. So can these... Can these, that word that I can't say, uh, that contingency, contingency word that uh, I can't say. So I'm not going to say contingency for the rest of the show. Okay. I just can't say. All right. We'll just Sorry. call it that word. That word. So if there's a that word that's pending, uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> it seems to me that, and I think you told me about a situation like this one time. So let's say that I'm a seller. I'm selling my house and there's a buyer. You're buying my house. Uh -huh. Okay. And Sean, our producer, is the is our realtor. Uh -huh. And that's a scary thought. <laughs> <laughs> not really, Sean. No, it's not fantastic. really, Sean. We, we love you. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this show is awesome. That's all it really is. This is not your boring, no, typical no. real estate podcast. We get along well. So, so I'm, I want to sell my house, okay? And you want to buy my house. And you say, you know, man, I really love your house, and I would like to be in here in the next 30 days. I go, that's great, but before I can commit to that, I have to make sure that I can buy the new house that I want to buy uh -huh. before I can sell you the house that you want to buy. And you say, well, that's okay, because I have to sell my Learjet <laughs> so I can get... So, all of, so it becomes like a Domino's type thing, and if one... If one domino in the chain is broken, this whole thing falls apart. It does. So you it could lose like five sales because this guy's Learjet hasn't sold yeah. or something like that. Yeah, it, the inconvenience that it poses on the buyer and seller and or buyers and sellers, uh, it, it, it's very rare that you have more than three dominoes to have four or five that actually fall. I mean, three is is a miracle in and of itself. Uh, four or five and certainly six, which is almost unheard of, uh, that's just way too many. And you don't have any control of that buyer, buyer's buyer. Uh, yeah. And it just, it, 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 goes, it goes away. But many times, so like you give that example, Michael, those sellers are in a contingency of sale, saying to the buyer, hey, I will sell my home to you, but I have a contingency that I find a replacement property to buy and move into in ample time so that when I close on my sale, I can then close on my purchase within the, the next one or two days afterwards and move on in. The sellers are really not going to be in a position to say, oh, we'll just live in a van down by the river. 
That's just not going to work. They, they, some of them have a travel trailer or a, a, a nice motor coach or motor. Yeah, they can do something like that in the interim prior to them uh, acquiring another home. But if by age or time or inability to make uh, that move happen, then now the seller's uh, having to scramble. And, and scramble equals mistakes, and scramble equals errors, and scramble means that you've kind of bought something just on the fly rather than something that you really want. So that's where the seller contingency and a buyer contingency come into the play of a contract. So it seems to be a little complicated, but I could see if I'm going to sell my house, I want to sell my house. I don't really want to sell my house until I have a place to live because right. I don't want to live in a van down no, by the river. No, no, no. Even though the Farleys yep. are very nice neighbors. They are. They are. <laughs> I don't think I want to live down there <laughs> in a van down by the river. So, and, and if I'm the buyer, it's like, okay, I want to buy your house, but it's contingent upon me. Okay, I have to get this job. Uh-huh. Um, I have to sell my house. Um, and can a contingency be predicated upon anything? By the way, predicated is another word that I can't say. Okay, you but did can good. it be based upon? Can a contingency contingency that word be based uh, upon anything, or does it have to be real estate oriented? It can be anything, Michael. It, it, it could be subject to Sally being able to get the membership at the dance class, uh, or be accepted to a certain school that's in outside the boundaries of a home that they really want to go there, but okay, we, we, we have to go there uh, because that's where the boundaries are. Anything that you can think of really can be a condition of sale. The weirdest one that I had presented to me was the buyer's contingency was that their dog had enough of a litter <laughs> to be able, when the dogs got mature to be sold, that it gave them enough money for their loan costs for the mortgage. Now, of course, I had a chuckle. I made a copy of it, and I had the seller reject it because I love dogs. I, I am a big, big fan of dogs. But when when little uh, four-legged furry animal needs to make sure that, that she has enough of a litter that is going to create cash flow for the buyer, I, I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't feel like that was a, a wise move for the seller to accept that. Wow. That's, um, that's a, that's a, yeah. Tell me how many times you've heard that before. Um, Okay, I'm going to tell you a story. Okay. Since, since you told me that story, right. since you told us that story, I'm going to tell you this story. Take it. And, and this, is, this, like your story, is a true story. Uh-huh. So um, I was doing a marketing campaign for a realtor down in like San Clemente area. Mm-hmm. And she happened to love this certain breed of dog, since you were talking about dogs. Uh-huh. And it was one of those little weird dogs that I don't want any little weird dog people to send your letters <laughs> to me. The phones have just lit up. Oh, my God. Retro. <laughs> but it was one of those dogs that's like really, it looks like a space alien. It's completely ugly. And it's got, it's, it's, I didn't even know what it was, but it was horrific. And she put this dog on her listing signs. And, oh. And they were all over the place. And it was stuck in the front yard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, this is how she had listed. And there's little dog prints around the yard. And I'm going, oh, my gosh. And she, I go, why is, why are you using this as a sales and marketing tool? Because this is the ugliest dog I've ever seen. <laughs> it's just, you know, I love the dog. <laughs> and I go, well, what's the point? She goes, you know, this is a very specialized breed of dogs. And you, people either love this dog or they completely hate this kind of dog. Uh-huh. 
I want to sell my home to a person that already has one of these dogs and already loves it because I know the dog will appreciate the home. Oh, my goodness. I only want to sell to someone who has one of these dogs. Oh, my goodness. Needless to say, the... Um, um, the marketing campaign was terminated. <laughs> I bet it was. And I have no I idea what happened, that. but I have a feeling. So it was contingent upon a buyer who had that kind of wow. dog to buy the house. Wow. That's that's weird. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Good luck on that one. Yeah, good luck. Uh-huh. It's probably still for sale. <laughs> it might it might still be. <laughs> 20 years later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, uh, speaking of... Uh, of interesting homes, yeah, Mr. Bob. I understand that you have a brand new special listing that you'd like to share with us. I do today, Michael. Uh, this is a two-story that is just uh, west of River Road in a subdivision called Eagles, Eagles Landing. Uh, St. James Place is just a little bit north of that. That's, oh my gosh, been for uh, ever a popular place. And this is just a little bit south of that. Uh, Fort Pierce Drive is like the cross street. It's a two-story. It's got a main level and an upstairs. Uh, it has uh, four bedrooms. It has two family rooms, one on the main floor and a huge one upstairs that they had actually used as a, as a homeschool uh, area. It's uh, really? got those attic trusses, so you've got nice uh, elevation inside. You can use the whole room. Uh, it does have a, a large office off the entry on the left-hand side. Some people have used it in past for a living room. I like the office idea. You can get multiple desks in there. A beautiful entry, uh, grand foyer kind of a, a feel, and um, fireplace in the family room, kitchen's big, lots of storage, uh, breakfast nook, formal dining. One of the things I really like about this house, Michael, it's a third acre, so it, it, you got a lot of elbow room between you and your neighbor, of course, a three-car garage, but the backyard has this awesome patio and, and gas fire pit that's back there, and it's fenced, and on the other side of the fence is a natural wildlife preserve. Uh, It's not designated by the Army Corps of Engineers, but you don't tell the animals that. They have no idea. And (laughs) these animals are like deer, uh, raccoons, um, birds, lots of birds, probably an occasional skunk to kind of clear the sinuses, sure, but uh, nothing wrong with that. And it's just fun to see the different animals that are back there any time of the year, Uh, especially during this time when the the leaves are on this uh, tamarack trees and and bushes. And it's just a, a nice, comfortable area. Speaking of comfortable, it's a few degrees uh, cooler back there because of that foliage that's in the back. Anyway, I really like that as one of the big selling points. So basically, you have your own private non-petting zoo. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, do not feed the animals. Uh, exactly right. This this is, we just, uh, again, reduced this one just below 700, uh, just in the high 690s, and definitely worth it. It's 3,512 square feet, both for the main and the upstairs. And of course, that does not include the garage Anyway, it's a great house. We actually had an inspection done on it before we listed it. So any of the errors or things that needed to be fixed or repaired, done, good to go. Sounds like a sounds like a great home. What's yeah. the address again? Uh, it's 1815 South, and the street is called Point, Point Drive. Cool. Well, before we go, what is the bottom line to uh, engaging in one of these contingency sales or purchases. Be careful. Uh, As a buyer, be careful if you want to do this. Be careful if you're a seller. Uh, Honestly, folks, keep it simple. 
Don't get into complicated things that uh, create addendums and uh, subject twos. And by the way, and we got to do this now, and we got to do that. It, it really makes it a difficult transaction, not for the realtor, but between the buyer and seller. It's always stressful already. And, and so make it less stressful. Keep it a clean contract. Get an offer on your home before you go search for another one. Uh, before you make an offer on it, get the one that sold that you need to get gone. Get that one out of the way. Uh, don't don't get it complicated. It just gets messy and, and people get hurt uh, financially and, and sometimes legally by that. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Good advice. Well, Bob, if we need to get a hold of you, how do we find you? Yeah, easy to find me. Uh, 435-703 Utah is uh, my call or text number. 435-688 Utah is my office number. And, of course, buyuta.com on uh, on the Internet. So uh, try to be as visible as possible and available as possible, too. Cool. Bob, thanks a lot. We'll see you again next time with another episode of Let's Get Real. Thank you. This has been Let's Get Real with Bob Richards from Bob Richards & Associates. For more information, buyutah.com. We invite you to return again for another edition of Let's Get Real with Bob Richards from Bob Richards & Associates. This has been a production of One to One Network.